0: to Savvy, Booked, and Blessed, a podcast for bold female leaders making bold moves. I'm your host, A. Thaxton, founder and CEO of Savvy Strategic Performance Agency. Stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to the Girls Who Sell Spotlight podcast, where we talk about everything business-to-business sales, My name is Heidi Solomon-Orlick and I'm the founder and CEO of Girls Who Sell. At Girls Who Sell, we are not only committed to closing the gender gap in B2B sales, but to building the largest pipeline of diverse early stage female sales talent. We are more than a company. We are a movement. On today's episode, I'm super excited to introduce you to Jeff Otis, founder and executive director of OTY, which provides leadership training, coaching, and a complete framework for individuals to lead a fully engaged life, and for companies to build accountable cultures that empower teams to achieve more. Jeff is a TEDx speaker, community multiplier, and author. Jeff, welcome to the spotlight, and thank you for joining us.
2: Well, thank you, Heidi. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, super supportive of what you're doing. I think it's I think it's really good work, and um, yeah, excited to uh, excited to be here.
1: Well, I appreciate that. So, why don't we kick it off and uh, tell us a little bit about your journey in sales, and uh, and then what you're doing now.
2: Sounds great. Um, my journey in sales—that's a big question, right? Uh, yeah,
1: I know we it, only uh, have a half hour, so <laughs> yeah, we, we, only need have the, half. we need the Cliff Note version.
2: Yeah, we need the Cliff Note. So I grew up, uh, I mean, I, I grew up in athletics, right? Like a lot of young males and females. And uh, anyways, we, uh, I was always had kind of a competitive spirit. Um, when I graduated college, I spent 15 years in the employment, staffing, and recruiting industry, building sales service teams around the country. Uh, I was very fortunate the company I worked for spent about 17% of its revenues on personal development, leadership training, sales training, emotional intelligence type trainings really a unique combination of trainings and um, and I always liked sales. I mean it was one of those roles where I felt like you know positive activity led to positive results and I liked the idea of also controlling income you know the more I The more I sold, the more I had an impact in terms of what I made and felt like I had more control over the uh, sort of the future that I was building for myself. Um, After uh, the employment industry, I spent about 15 years in the online marketing, uh, advertising, software development world. Uh, We were one of the first. In fact, I was a president of a company for about 10 years. We were one of the first companies to build those little two, three minute explainer type videos.
1: Oh, wow. uh,
2: That helped move prospects into a sales process.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow that that's really cool. So tell us about your your company now and and I know it was interesting that we were talking before we started recording about how your leadership program emerged out of this idea of bringing together sales and leadership.
2: Yeah. So the company right now is, it's it's actually, you mentioned ODI, but it's actually Project Oty, O-T-Y. I also feel it's a movement as well. Um, And it's really a company that's designed to develop personal leadership skills and develop accountable behaviors, create cultures of, of accountable behaviors and accountability. Essentially what it is, there's about 16 steps that we walk an individual and a team through. In that process, an individual gets very clear on the type of life that they're trying to build for themselves, Uh, They figure out the fears that they'll need to manage, who they can enroll to help them, setting goals to measure progress, performance, figuring out what their immediate next steps are. Um, But it's an exercise in helping somebody get optimally organized and sort of focused on what it is they're building for themselves. You know, it's a lot like when you're walking through the doors with a new prospect. You kind of have a goal in mind in terms of where you want to lead the conversation and where you want to lead that relationship. I always felt it was really important for all of our team members to, especially in a sales role, to really understand who they were and position themselves as a leader in their life, uh, and then they could really effectively lead others.
1: Yeah, and and I find that, um, you know, as I speak to women, but in particular young women, um, I don't know that they have that sense of empowerment. Uh, or confident? Do you see that in, oh, in I women mean, in for, general?
2: Well, I have three daughters of my own, uh, two in their twenties, and then one about to get jump into their twenties. But um, yeah, I mean, I've seen that over my career. I've probably interviewed twelve thousand people, probably have had twenty thousand employees, and probably spoken with about one hundred eighty thousand business leaders around the country. And the number one thing that I've constantly looked for and I constantly feel that the high performers have is sort of this confidence and this self-belief and this empowerment of who they are and, you know, what they stand for and where they want to go. You know, having been in that behind the scenes in the internet marketing world, um, you know, I saw the power of a message, right? Like we could put a message out and lead 10,000 people this way or 10,000 people that way. And, you know, I got really concerned because we've got, since the invent of this internet, we've got um, individuals, young women, young men as well, growing up in this world where you've got information coming at them at a faster pace than ever. Um, you've got, you know, the need to sort of compare where you're at with what others, where others are at. Um, our visibility to what's going on around the world, you know, has never been more transparent. Uh, And our feelings, our thoughts, and the emotions, you know, they've never been more tested. We're constantly challenging ourselves. And so I feel it's really important for the coming generation, young women and men, uh, to get themselves optimally organized, understanding who they are, and, uh, you know, picking that North Star that they're going to go chase and that sort of career and life that they're going to build for themselves. But it is a challenge today.
1: Yeah, a big, a big challenge. I appreciate that perspective. And I, I want to tap into your, your hiring expertise. And I know that's going um, back a little ways in terms of your career focus. But um, one of the things that I've noticed, and, and actually the research supports it, is that uh, women tend to not apply for jobs unless they can meet a hundred, you know, check a hundred percent of the boxes, right? Yeah. Uh, whereas men, they're more apt to apply for, for a job, despite what the qualifications say. And if they meet 60%, they're like, ah, you know, those are good odds, right? Like I'll just go ahead and, and apply. And so, and, and it kind of ties to the confidence conversation, right? Um, mm-hmm. For me anyway. Um, why, you know, why why do you think that is? Um, You know, why are are women afraid to apply if they don't meet a hundred percent of the qualifications?
2: Well, I think it goes back to a a feeling of, you know, level of feeling a safe, like neuroscience would teach us that at the back of our core of our brain, you know, we're making decisions based on whether we feel safe or not. And Mm -hmm. a lot of how we make those decisions is based on those influences, those moments and those experiences that we've had, uh, you know, throughout a lifetime up to that point. And so uh, I think, unfortunately, sometimes we live in a, you know, if we look around, we live in a world of messaging and society that often leads us to, you know, feel certain fears and situations before we're willing to take that step. And uh, there's almost this need to be perfect you know to check off all those boxes in order to take that step but um you know I think that's also changing though know, I think I think more individuals are starting to step out and um you know hopefully seek some of those roles. Um I know when I interviewed people uh I mean gender wasn't as important to me as much as um, you know, I was looking for confidence. I was looking for willingness. I was looking, you know, willingness to get in and learn whatever a person needed to learn and, and be willing to fail fast. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I was looking for ability in terms of skills. I knew if they didn't have the abilities, we could teach some of those abilities. Uh, if a person had, again, had the willingness to learn. But, um, you know, I would say some of the advice that I always share with people is like, if you're going to go into an interview process, um and really feel confident about you know hitting some of those check boxes in the job description so forth um I always say arm yourself with be able to put yourself in a position to answer these three questions you know what's your unique strength you know what is your unique strength right now and for anybody listening to this it's an easy exercise you know reach out to five to ten people that you trust and ask them to explain to you what they think your unique strength is; those are essentially mm-hmm. it's their perception, right? And it's essentially those strengths that you can leverage going forward. The second question is, what's your vision? What do you want your world to look like in five years? So if I'm going to hire you, I want to know that together we're going to build something unique and special. And the third is, uh, how do you define success, right? Um, as a, as somebody doing the hiring, that gave me the insights to be able to uh, understand if we're going to be able to create. Uh, an avenue for you to experience that success.
1: Yeah. Wow. That is really, really good advice. Um, particularly for anyone listening who might be in a, in a hiring role. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And I, ten, I'm actually a recovering perfectionist, so I can relate to, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can relate to that comment. Um, but, um, let me ask, uh, just shifting gears a little bit um, obviously you're a man on a girls who sell podcast mm-hmm. and uh, so I want to thank you and uh, for your allyship and uh, for being a, a huge supporter for women in sales it it really means a lot and it's it's important um, because uh, we're not going to be able to close the gender gap and uh, move the needle on this, you know, you know, in this journey. If we don't partner with and have the support of our of our male allies, so um, from your perspective, how can men be better allies uh, and and better support women in the workforce, particularly as it relates to leadership, which is what your focus is
2: yeah I think is it's as simple as leaning in and really understanding what somebody's trying to build for themselves. and i and I'll give you a good example is um, I had an employee named Betsy who you know she was four type student out of school, uh, articulated well, she was a type she just knew was gonna be a good leader someday. She was in a sales role. Uh, she was killing it, um, but out of the blue, she just wanted to quit one day, right and wanted mm-hmm. to she sent an email in and said, I'm off to chase rabbits. And I was kind of like, well, what rabbits are you off to chase? But um, what she was hitting was this sort of this moment in life where she was asking herself, is this what I want to do? Where am I going with this? Um, You know, how do I create the type of life I want to lead? And she hadn't really given a lot of thought to really defining that. Um, And I think as male or leaders, you know, sometimes we brush that off and say, hey, here's someone who hasn't quite figured it out yet. Um, When I think more importantly, we need to be leaning in and saying, well, let's go through the process of figuring out what do you want your world and life to look like? What is it that we need to learn in order to be effective in your role? Um, How do we help remove some of the fears that may be existent there? And um, I know that when we did this for Betsy, it was a game changer. I mean she created 20 bullet points that represented the goals that she wanted to achieve in five years uh, through a sales career and she ended up achieving you know 18 of these 20 bullet points in less than two years and the difference was she got became real focused and intentful about the choices and decisions that she was making as she sort of ventured forward but it was the process of sort of building that confidence to go make it happen Uh, And that she could make it happen. Um, I mean, I feel like as men, we need to be supportive in in terms of, you know, helping everybody on our teams achieve that.
1: Yeah, I mean, and you helped her get focused, but it was also you taking the time as a mentor to really understand what she wanted and, and what she was saying. I mean, I think a lot of people would be like, all right, go chase rabbits. Good luck.
2: Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, like,
1: But you took the time to step back and say, well, what does that mean exactly? Like, what does that look like for you?
2: Yeah. And I might have a unique perspective having spent time in the employment industry. I mean, when you when you've interviewed 12,000 or responsible for 20,000 employees, you know, at some point you realize that no two people are the same, right? Like everybody's had a series of those different events, moments, and influences, and everybody's also dealing with transformative type moments, or they're dealing with their own kind of fears or unexpected events in their life. And uh, so from a very early spot in my career, I started looking at people as people. Um, But I felt it was really important to lean in and support those that maybe lacked a little bit of that confidence or, or needed that mentorship to sort of compel themselves to, uh, you know, those next levels of success, especially when they were in a position of potentially doubting themselves.
1: So Agil questioned is sales learned or are you a born sales leader or can you be taught to be a great sales leader?
2: Yeah, I think it's a, I think there's natural um, sort of tendencies that we're born with. But I think, um, you know, I'm pretty sure and I just think of all the people that I, I've worked with is that it can be a very taught behavior, um, you know, now, everyone's going to have their own style and their own personalities and their own uh, subtleties in terms of how they go about it. But, I mean, I think of my own daughter's 26, right? She's, re, she's an interior designer. She has to go into people's homes. She has to ask them questions to understand what it is she's actually designing for. And she said, I never thought of myself as a salesperson, but, you know, it's actually really easy. You just go in, ask people questions, you know, when they tell, you know, figure out what it is they're working on. Uh, figuring out the problems they're trying to solve. And then you start to explore solutions together. And I go, well, you're selling. Guess right? what?
1: That's sales. <laughs>
2: <laughs> guess what? That's what you're selling. And she broke it down into such that three. That must different. have been an aha
1: moment for her. Like, no, sales is awful. Sales is, you know, that's not sales. Uh, guess yeah. what? It's sales. Well,
2: yeah, I had another employee, Allison, at one point. She was an account director. And she she was responsible for a team of about 20 Uh, that were taking care of our clients and uh, organizing a lot of things, but she habitually month in month out probably brought more sales into the company than anybody else in the organization, right? She was constantly in these intersections with these large OEMs and just through the process of asking questions and through the process of figuring out the problems that were trying to be solved, uh, she was able to connect solutions to those problems and clients trusted and liked her. And, um, you know, guess what? You're the number one salesperson in the company, but it's nowhere on your title. Right. And, uh, you know, so I think, uh, I think whether you're going into a position of sales specifically, or really any position within an organization, learning those traits and learning those, um, you know, sort of the skills of selling, um, you know, they, they apply to everything.
1: Yeah. It was interesting. I, I spoke today at, um, some classes at Oregon State and I know you graduated from there. so I uh, have to give a shout out to Caitlin Gill for giving me the opportunity and it was awesome. Um, but we were talking a lot about that, but one of the, they were they were what they were learning in class was about the elevator pitch. But um, we, the conversation evolved to it's, it's not a pitch, It's really a story and how to shift your mindset from sales is sales to sales is serving or sales is solving problems or solutioning. And that is a real mindset shift because I think so many think about, well, sales is just selling, you know, you're just generating revenue, Um, but it's not. I think no. the best salespeople really think of sales as service.
2: Well, for sure. And you know, part of the reason I mentioned those three questions earlier, what's your mm-hmm. unique strength? What's your vision? How do you define success? Well, everyone else is thinking through those questions at the same time, right? So when you ask mm-hmm. somebody else what their unique strength is, okay, well, if you're going to work on something together or solve a problem or sell something together, you understand what their strengths are. If you understand um, what their vision is, what are they trying to achieve? What problem are they trying to solve? You know, now that positions you to lean in and be able to provide some support. If you understand how they're looking, how they define success for themselves, you've created a benchmark for both of you to measure success against. Well, I, have a, I think sales, you know, traditional sales, traditional used auto sales, and like all those things that come to mind, right? When you hear the word sales, is so far from what sales actually is, right? It, it, it's a process of, you know, asking the questions and, and engaging in conversation and looking for commonalities to solve, uh, you know, issues for those that you want to work for.
1: Right, right. So if, if, if we have some listeners, you know, I guess two things. I'm going to ask some for some nuggets of wisdom and and advice. So if we have listeners who are on the fence and are not sure of sales for them, what guidance would you give them?
2: Yeah, I'd say before you answer that question, um, you know, I think that what what you want to kind of come to grips with is, you know, who you are right now. What are your unique strengths? What do you want your world to look like, let's say in five, 10 years, or even 20 years? Um, and sort of start to paint that vision of success. What type of world are you wanting to build for yourself? Um, you know, once you've defined that, then then you may be able to identify sales as being the avenue to help you create that, right? And, you know, it may be something else, which is okay as well, Um but I can tell you from experience that sales opens up a lot of doors and it opens up a lot of opportunities and, um, like anything, it's something you need to practice. It's something you need to, you know, really kind of learn the art of having those conversations and the art of asking questions and the art of moving conversations towards a decision. Um, But I think uh, I think if you're going to make that decision, you want to make that decision with no regrets and say, hey, look, the reason I'm stepping into sales is because I think it's in alignment with the type, the bigger picture type of world that I'm trying to build for myself.
1: Yeah, that's great advice. And for somebody who might already be in sales, but wants to take the leap into sales leadership, what would your guidance be for them?
2: Yeah, I'd say, uh, I'd say learn as quickly as you can from all of those around you. Study what great leaders are doing. You know, look for the attributes uh, in those great leaders. Um, figure out um, who it is that you want to be and how you want to show up as a leader. Right? Um, you know, I've never liked the word manager. You know, and and I, I know that word's still used quite a bit. I've always thought as you manage process, but you lead people. So when you step into the role of leading a team, uh, it's really about leading the people. It's leading. Uh, you know, management is the CRM program and all the tools that we have in place to help us manage the process. But but it's really a people. It's a people business, right? It's 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 um, paying attention to why people do what they do, how they do what they do. Um, Attention to how the great leaders navigate, you know, challenging situations because there will be some challenges.
1: Oh, manage process lead people. That's brilliant. Thank you. <laughs> that is yeah. actually brilliant. Awesome. So, how can um, any of our listeners learn more about your program and you know how they might be able to get in touch with you or sign up for your for your training program. It sounds awesome.
2: Thank you. Well, we've built it out to be a self-driven program, but it's also, it's also designed for educators. It's also designed for business leaders, specifically sales leaders. Um, I would suggest connect with us at projectoty.com. If you're a sales or business leader, uh, we have a how it works, you know, short video that will explain uh, the process of Uh, what it does for an individual on the team, but also how it helps you better connect to lead that team. Um, If you're an individual that would like to go through it, um, you know, I guess because you're listening to this show today, feel free to connect, reach out, and we'll find you discounted access to get in and and join it as well.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. And the best place to reach you is through LinkedIn?
2: Yeah, reach through LinkedIn or or connect through ProjectOTY.com.
1: Project O2Y, that sounds great. Any final final words that you would like to leave our audience with?
2: No, other than I think you're doing a great job. I think it's needed. I think our world uh, is better when we're well represented uh, and we've got people out working in positions that represent the demographics of society as a whole. So I, I really applaud the work you're doing and um, you know, if anybody has questions about sales, sales leadership, or wants to learn more, feel free to reach out. Happy to help. And if there's anything we can do to further support Girls Who Sell, uh, reach out and let us know.
1: Oh, I really appreciate that, Jeff. Thank you so much for your time today.
2: Yeah, thank you.
1: Okay, take care. Bye.
2: Bye.
0: to Savvy Booked and Blessed. If you are a successful six to seven figure female entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit podcastprosavvyascom guest If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot on your phone and text it to your friend or post it on the socials. If you know of someone that would be a great guest, go ahead and tag them in social media and let them know about the show and include hashtag savvy book and blessed. I love seeing your posts and I love your guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss out on any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Give your thumbs up ratings and reviews. We definitely go a long way to help promote the show. It means a lot to me and my team. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.